So you're helping others, but are you helping yourself? Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. And that's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories. Just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and I have broken my foot, my ankle, my toe, my wrist, and my hand. No shortage of casts here. Hey, today on the show, we've got Shannon and Stephanie Lombard. They are the authors of PTSD, How Overcoming Anxiety, Depression, and PTSD Taught Me the Power of Pushing Towards Success Daily. They have an incredible story of how their journey to help people in their fields led them towards each other and towards making a massive difference and then experiencing major depression, PTSD, and anxiety and coming through that to now help people who are experiencing something similar. We have a lot of fun together. It's always good to have a couple on the show and see the dynamic that shows up there. And if you find yourself in some kind of a dip in your life, then this episode is going to help you so much. And Shannon and Stephanie, with their story and what they're doing now, are going to be a great resource for you. If something stands out in this episode, please share this on your social media so that others can experience the same transformation you do. And don't forget to rate and review this in your podcast player. It means a lot. I am so grateful that you are here to engage with these not boring stories. And now enjoy this conversation with Shannon and Stephanie Lombard. Okay, welcome back to the No Boring Stories podcast. I am Alex Street. And of course, this is the place where there are no boring stories. Thankfully, today, we've got a couple people that make sure that not a single day goes by with a sense of of boredom. Oh, maybe you could feel bored, but uh, you're not telling a boring story, that's for sure. And so we've got Shannon and Stephanie here with us today. Shannon, say hi. Hey, hey, hey. Stephanie. Good morning, everybody. Shannon and Stephanie Lombard, how are you two doing today? Well, thank yeah. you for asking. Yeah, now that we've whisked the kids off to school, half sleep with a sandwich and foil in their hand, like, why are we leaving so early? <laughs> 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 what do you mean before school care? What is that? <laughs> You're like, we got important stuff to do today. We got stuff to do. We gotta go, guys. We are, we are podcasters. We are podcasters. Come on. You can tell all your friends. This is first thing. Yeah. My parents are do my parents are important. That's yeah. 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 They got a vlog set up. You should see it. Yeah. Exactly. Stacks on. I think they're using my Xbox box to stack their phone on top, but they're they're doing big things today. Okay, so um so look, first things first, I gotta ask who you you said I asked, like, who's who's one of the best storytellers out there? And you t- you said Tim's story. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I don't know man. this. I don't know who this is. So tell me oh, about Tim. God. Well, let us gift you by sending you a link <laughs> yeah. um, to get you connected. Tim's story is an incredible storyteller. And he's inspirational through every message that he shares. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen him live on several occasions. We've been on, you know, social media and watched him live. He likes to get on live and share. Yeah. Um, he's been one of Oprah Winfrey's life coaches. 
And so um, being in the presence of Tim and listening to him tell a story kind of changes your perspective on life. He's the guy that makes you want to run through a brick wall. Like, there's no questions asked. I know I can do that. You know what I mean? Is is that because he shares stories about, you know, running through a brick wall? Is it that sort of a thing where you you hear him talk about it and you're like, well, I can do it too? Is that is that the sense? That's such a great question. Yeah. No, he doesn't talk about running through brick walls, funny enough. Um, (laughs) However, he talks about the obstacles in life, the things that could have kept somebody down if they have like this, you know, he never calls it a victim mentality, but the way I interpret it is as if you've got this victim mentality, you may never get ahead in life. But Mm -hmm. when you take these like golden moments in life where somebody speaks life into your situation, yeah. you have an opportunity to do something great with it. And he talks about those moments in his life where people have poured into him right, and right. he's been able to pour back. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. Right. So, so that, so you end up feeling like, oh my goodness, I need to respect that conversation that happened three years ago and finally do something about it. Or like, as he's speaking, you think back into your story or you're looking for those moments now. And that's what I'm getting at is like, as he describes the situation, the story, you leave and Shannon, you're like, you can run through a brick wall. And it's because you've, you've just, he's just proven that it's possible. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny that you even bring it up like so soon. I mean, we'll eventually talk about it, but he is the reason why we wrote the book. (laughs) Love it. Spoiler. Honestly. Here we go. Yeah. This is where we're <laughs> headed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spoiler there is going to be a tie. We'll talk about it for sure. In this story, that yeah. we will tie together. Plus, I mean, the with the last name story, like you've just you've you, your destiny is is set. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Like I thought I was going to be homeless because you know last name is Street. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to my my. That's such a terrible joke. Uh, my uh, my. Mother-in-law, though, sometimes we'll talk when she's taking care of our kids. She'll tell her friend, she's like, yeah, I'm taking care of the street kids today. And they're like, oh, what a, wow, what a caring woman. She's like, no, 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 my, my grandkids. Bless your heart. Bless. So, you know, maybe we should start a foundation for our kids. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe street that's kids. a terrible idea. Um Let's, uh, let's, let's get into the good stuff here. What, tell us about that. You said, I mean, you just, you just sort of set the table for us. You wrote a book, um, but what is it? I mean, there's a book out there right now and the two of you right now are doing your, you're setting up kind of the steps to go forward. You're helping people now. What is it that you're doing? What's the main work that, that you're bringing to the world? At the end of the day, there's certain things that you just, you go through in life, right? And I kind of, I, I always equate this thing. Um, it's kind of funny. Our our kid sitter was here last night with us and we hadn't seen her in a while. And she's going through nursing program. And, you know, she's been a nurse for 16 years now. And she's going through nursing program. And she's actually got like this one patient specifically that she's with all the time. And, you know, he's got a multitude of, you know, medical um, challenges that he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. And she's just like kind of talking about the things that she's doing with him, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, by the time she finished talking, it was like, it was like, hey, it was like, that's like the difference between reading it in a book and experiencing it, right? 
Like mm-hmm. how often do you have like this certain type of education behind you, but then it's not until you apply it and you go through that experience. It's just like, Oh my gosh, like they didn't talk about this stuff in the book. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Okay. So she's learned it. She's book smart, but now she's in the game. She's exactly. experiencing it. Exactly. Which we like to call street smart. <laughs> right because you got book smarts you got street smarts right like there's two that's gonna different be my things. hashtag now as well to go there you go kids and, yeah, street, street kids street smart. smart we're giving you all of them today Alex. i gotta do something like that yeah <laughs> we're I, here for it stick with me that needs to be an IGTV series or something like yes. that street smarts. 100%. Okay. 100%. okay so we're going we went through that like ex- he's writing it down yeah he's writing it down. <laughs> I love yeah it. just put it on the whiteboard right behind you yes. Yes. Street street smarts. <laughs> Actually, we're going to change the title of the podcast now. That's what it's going yes. to be. Yes, there we go. You just, yes. You just formed that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so so you go through this experience. What does that have to do with yeah. what you do now and what you, what is it? So the experience that, you know, I went through personally and she went through because of me is battling through post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, as well as um, acute depression and anxiety, right? So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. You know, three life sentences. Woohoo. So, see how this okay. Goes. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a long time. Yeah, it's, I want to get really clear on yeah. just like straight up, like, what's the thing? What's the now? And we'll get into where this all comes from and what oh, yeah, feeds yeah. all into it. But just like, so, what is it now that, that the thing? So, like now, if, if, yeah, how do you help? Now it's like, I'm not afraid to go back to go help those that were where we were at one time in our life. Does that make sense? Like you yeah, have, so what you is have that? that strength. That, okay, now that? it's just like, hey, I know exactly where you are. I know that you're struggling in your marriage. I know that, you know, you can't even get up out of bed. I know that you can't even get off the couch. Like, let me show you what I did, what we did together to get past that. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. To get a clear understanding on I, I I think my take on it from yeah. my perspective is. Because she's way better than me. Well. <laughs> it's helping somebody who's willing to be helped is really where there it's at. Go. Okay. So okay. if you're going through this transitional period of you've been at this peak place in your life, mm-hmm. mental well-being, greatest job, you know, you you got the degree you wanted, X, Y, and Z, and then life is not where you anticipated it to be anymore. You go through this severe dip. Yeah. You look great on paper. And you're like, okay, so I'm down here and I don't want to stay here anymore. And you want to get back up, but you don't know how that's where Mm -hmm. we come in. Yeah. We are the, we'll show you the path. And get them to what? And that gets them back to what mental wellness, like where do, how do, how do we get you to where you feel good again, Alex? Mm. How do we help you? What, what do you want in your life? Let's pinpoint your goal. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's number one. And what's your time frame? We got to create that because you probably don't know how quickly you want to get there. Mm-hmm. And let's show you a mapped out plan with very practical everyday life tools to make that happen in your life. Right. And that's going to require your active participation. So let us give you the tools we have available to you. And that's through this. The book is just our story and it's a great place to, be thought provoking and start yeah. conversations around the subject. Yeah. yeah. But the e-course and the coaching programs is really the practical application of knowledge. And so how do we help somebody get out of that place where they don't want to stay? 
So, I mean, it's amazing. The mission is incredible, and I know you guys. But so, so this is, and I know what your mission is, and I, I know how you're doing this. Yeah. And so here you are, right? So if like picture reading a story, and we're on the the today, we're on the yeah. last page, the last written page so far. There's yeah. more pages to be written. But if I were to read that page, then I would see you guys, and I would see that this is what you're doing now. You are right. helping people who want to be helped yeah. to reach their idea of mental wellness yes. to, to feel good again. Exactly. And if that happens, mm. then what, what are they capable of? Oh man. <laughs> then we, then what we did wasn't in vain. Number one, like what we went through wasn't in vain and mm. they can now go and recognize other people that might be struggling and help them. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of this is helping to destigmatize mental illness mm-hmm. and mental wellness. Because we talk about physical health. Like you got to go to the gym, got to work out, you got to eat clean, you got to X, Y, and Z if you want to be in this peak place in your life physically. Yeah. But if you leave out that mental part, you can achieve all these things, but never feel that satisfaction that you should. Mm-hmm. because you don't allow yourself permission. You don't, you're not in a good place mentally. And so you can't enjoy it like you should. And yeah. life is something we should enjoy and we should be encouraging each other with. So I think this is a great place because we can share our story Yeah, and it can, it can trigger something that somebody thinks about where, gosh, I really want to feel better in this area yeah. or do this. Well, that's, and that's, that's what's so interesting because I, I look at, people um, who are helping others specifically through their mental, mental towards mental wellness. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess a question is, is it, do you have to have experienced that um, experience that dip that you're talking about in order to truly help people through it? That's such what a do you think? Question. Can I answer? Yeah. Is that okay? Please. But then I want you to text me. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. That dip is not going to look the same for one person standing next to the other. Mm-hmm. That dip can be, I'm just not happy with this new job I just took. Right. How do I get myself out of this? Yeah. That dip could be, I just went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. That dip could be, I just experienced a crazy traumatic accident. Or it could look like so many different things for so many different people. And it doesn't even have to be quote unquote extreme, but the way somebody personalizes a situation, it could be a dip to them. Do they have to go through an extreme dip? No, they don't, but they might, they just might be in a place where they're like, yeah, things, you know, on paper look great, but they're not great in my mind or they're not Mm -hmm. great at home or they're not great when you close the door. And so that's really where we're meeting people at. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So that's where, okay. So where does this begin? And so if you're at this point of like, this is what I want to do, this is where I'm at now is helping people feel, feel good. Really? I mean, if it comes that, is it fair to say it just really comes down to that? Can you feel good? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty simple. (laughs) So where does that idea, that feeling, if that's how you feel now, or you're like, look, there's this, at my 
best on my best days my good like this is how i feel or i know that it's at least possible for me right now like this is the yeah. desire right now yeah um bring me back where does that begin for you to i mean like as kids was there this desire to like i like i just don't ever feel good was there was there yeah. a sense that like i don't know where i belong i don't why does everything bad happen to me like what was that like for yeah. you to kind of growing up and then how does that develop into um who you are now that's really really where we're gonna go for the next little while here so it's taking me back early honestly like it was the exact opposite honestly it was the exact opposite i had an unbelievable childhood right, right. like my okay. childhood was, was amazing my parents yeah. are still together right after 42 years 41 years now right, right? Brilliant. yeah they're going on they're going on 42 Right. Her parents are still together. Our grandparents yeah. were together till, you know, the day they died. My yeah. grandparents are going on. What's this year? 70, 70 years. Come they on. just hit. Yeah. They just hit 70 a couple of days ago. Magic. Right. So I, I grew up in an unbelievable household. Right. Yeah. And at like the same fun, time, like joy. Oh, was that it? Like it was just like yes. when you have over 40, 40 first cousins. Yeah. I've got 40 first cousins. Like, plus, <laughs> you know, like, like, legit, hey, Alex, like, we all know each other. We go to like we grew up together. Like I didn't have friends because it was all family. I, okay, that's beautiful. You got to hold on to that. You're like I don't have friends. I have family. No, literally. Family. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. There's eleven on my there's eleven on my mom's side and nine on my dad's side. Everybody had two or three. Multiple. You know. So that was my you know that was my upbringing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, was that support as well? Was it just, it's a party oh, all yeah. the time? Or was it also, if I've got something that I need to talk through, I know who to go to? Yeah, yeah, as it was definitely that. Joey. Yeah, it was It was definitely that too. I mean, I also equated to being raised by wolves, right? Because like I had, it was my grandpa, and then mm -hmm. there was seven boys, right? My dad being one of them, you know? So like, if you came, if, if Christmas, <laughs> if your, gra your grades, you already know, like your grades always came right before Christmas. You're like, why? <laughs> why do my grades come before christmas you know wait till after the break you know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't they know <laughs> don't they know dude right so it was like <laughs> christmas morning depends on what letter is there yeah oh exactly 100 percent. right so it's like i'm either you know it's gonna either be a fun christmas or <laughs> it's gonna be interesting and i mean it was not just me like all of us went through it right it was like literally one by one like going into the wolves lid you know, right. every last one was it's like, right, mentality, but also yeah. like you're on yeah, your own right? and yeah, and 100%. we'll take care of you. Like it's okay. So, so that's the growing up and then what, like, just bring me in yeah. a little bit here and then I want to hear what Stephanie's kind of yeah. upbringing was like a little bit, but like, where does that begin mm -hmm. to shift for you? Mm -hmm. it, did, it didn't shift. It didn't shift until I was literally at my peak. Yeah. Age, Honestly. like general age. What no, just, of? just like. Just imagine this, dude. Imagine having one goal in mind and achieving that goal at 27 years old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and right. literally being like, I'm set for the rest of my life. You know? And every single step that I took to get there was just like, boom, 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 boom. You know? Like easy or easy because you easy. worked for it? Like, you easy. know what I mean? Is there a difference there? Yeah, it was, it was easy because I put myself in the positions to really go for what I wanted, you know, like we're, we're, that's how we come together right now. It's like, you know, we'll talk about, you know, our current situation, but it's like, 
if you want it, dude, you just got to go for it, man. Like period. And that's how I was raised. And you know, now was that because there's only so much pizza at the table? So if you don't go oh, yeah, for it yeah, fast, yeah, yeah. then you're go not going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's they 40 other people here. Yeah. They only ordered one pepperoni and the rest were like deluxe. Like I hate yeah. deluxe. Like I yeah. have to get to the table. <laughs> you're Kevin McAllister. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Home alone. Um, okay. So, so then, okay. La- yeah. Before we, we shift here, what was that yeah. goal? Yeah. So, okay. So I, I became a professional firefighter. I was a professional firefighter at 27 years old, you know, like I'm done, bro. (laughs) You know, like I literally, I I literally felt like it was the equivalent of getting drafted into the NHL, the NBA Mm -hmm. and the NFL all at the same time, like hundred percent. What was it about fighting fires that you wanted to do? It was man being a firefighter. It was the, it was, it was two things. Okay. And there's selfish reasons. Eventually it was because I help people. Right. <laughs> that was eventually, I'm going to be hundred <laughs> percent. It's like, Oh, okay, cool. I get to break this because I'm helping you. Perfect. All right. I want to break right. it first. Yeah. yeah. That was me. yeah. This is the running but, through walls. This is, I'm going to run through the brick wall to help you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's but it's something like, to it's, it. it's two things. It's like, uh, like the ultimate challenge in the ultimate rush, you know, okay. it's like, dude, I, I might die today. <laughs> so you're growing up. Again, feeling safe, feeling like I've got all my people, I'm good, everything's good. And so lo and behold, you seek out what's a bigger rush? What's a bigger, what's the greatest excitement? What's a ridiculous challenge? What is something that I'm just literally every single day just going to like live on the edge? (laughs) And so you lean into that. Okay. Right? Do you see how? Okay, I, like I, I feel like all right, all right. I, yeah, I understand Shannon. I get yeah. it. I get you. Okay. All right. So let's go to so Stephanie. Where does that this idea, right? This idea of feeling good, feeling well. Uh, again, where does that begin for you? Like bring us up, and then uh, at, right at some point, these stories are these stories merge. But um, what was that? What was that like for you? Yeah. So for me, I grew up in the diverse, you know, area of Los Angeles, California. Yeah, we both did. Like in the heart of the city and, you know, multicultural. And so I never really knew color lines or, you know, everything Mm -hmm. was just beautiful to me when it came to people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've always loved people. There came a point in high school where I had to decide where I'm going to go to school and what I'm going to do next in life. And my dad, really did a great job helping me navigate. Okay. So what's next in life? And I knew I didn't want to go to school for the next 12 years. So like becoming a doctor or a psychologist was out because I thought about, you know, psychology. Um, and I thought about teaching because I love teaching people and helping that way. And I was like, but I want to make money. So nursing was like, perfect. Like it wasn't a nine to five. And again, is that like, as a, kid were you the person who like took care of your dolls were you the person like did you did your you know did you was there a nurse in your family was there somebody just the the little tomboy on the street who was like you know i i got what i wanted and i was a negotiator and Mm. i was a critical thinker and i was the a whiner i was the squeaky wheel and i still am (laughs) like if i need to get like all those things go together negotiators squeaky wheel wheel, (laughs) whiner this is one big (laughs) 100 percent write that on the board amazing (laughs) but i i use all these skills now today to make sure that the things that are most important to me or that i see are critical or most important 
Um, and especially with what I do in nursing that I use those tools now to get the job done. So to speak, that makes me happy. That gives me satisfaction. So this need for mental wellness, I think it's like a big mashup and mix up of, you know, I want to enjoy life. I want to experience life. And so what do I need to do to keep going and getting those things? And if I'm not in a good place, I don't go anywhere. So as you're growing up, you're getting through this. I love that. Um, um, and you really see that, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna make what needs to happen happen, whether it's for me or it's for someone else. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that thing to happen. Is that right? Like That's negotiate right. it. I'm gonna make. It's just gonna happen. That's right. So then to get into nursing because you're like, again, what is that? Like, there's, was there a need? What's, what was that for you? Did you see a need there? Was it the? It was this feeling of, um. It's this feeling of loving to work with people, loving to be a good helper. Um, I know that for me, you know how they say it's better to give than to receive. There's so much truth in that for me when it comes to putting a smile on someone's face or hearing feedback, like, thank you for making me so comfortable. That feeds me. That's like, thank Mm -hmm. you. That's Mm -hmm. all I needed for today. I'm good. Um, It really does fuel me. And so the more I can help, it's, it's a selfish need. Like Shannon says, like finally gets right. to helping people, but it is this <laughs> selfish need to feel like what I'm doing. If I'm going to work hard at something, it should be appreciated right. and acknowledged. I'm a big rewards and recognition. <laughs> kind of the Enneagram at all? Are you guys into that? Yes. Remember the, yeah. I don't okay. remember what my yeah. number is, yeah. but yeah, we did it. The silver. <laughs> So Are you a two, <laughs> Stephanie? Do you remember? Were you a two? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. Which is a lot about giving. It's it's I'm I want to give. I'm going to make people feel yeah. loved and cared for, and the the yep. the desire in return is. But are you going to notice it? Like all that, I don't need much, but like a yeah. card, a thank you, like just acknowledge it. That's it. Acknowledge that I've done something here, yes. and that's how kind of the love is received, I guess, in that. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Hey, we're talking love right. language. I mean, right. You know, it's acknowledgement. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she walks with the suitcase of acknowledgement, like everywhere. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> okay. And so, how does that develop for you? So, you get into nursing, like you, 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 you step into that field and life, and you're like, this is it. This is the career. This is yeah. where I'm going. Yeah, love it. There have been several opportunities where we've done, you know, business together and had opportunities where financially I could definitely walk Mm. away from nursing. And I've told him there's Mm. no way I am not walking away from this. I don't care if it's only just one day a week, this is where I need to be one day a week. And so that's like a, that's a, there's no compromise in that. What do they call that? No, no, no. there's a word for it though. (laughs) Anyway, I'll think of it later. Not (laughs) non-negotiable. Maybe. Non-negotiable. That's exactly what I'm thinking. There it is. Hey, you want something for free that's going to help you with your speaking? Here it is. When I started out speaking, I had no confidence. Eyes locked on my notes or off on a wild tangent, fidgeting and pacing all around the stage. I wasn't getting asked to speak where I wanted to, and I felt like I was wasting my time and my audience's time. So... You're booked for a workshop or a keynote and the date is fast approaching or you're hoping to land some speaking gigs as extra income and you don't know where to begin. If you don't get extra help, you'll be embarrassed, you'll waste your time and you'll lose relational connections 
and I'm sure that you can be a more confident speaker and transform your audience. That's why I created the Make Speaking Magical video course. During my 20 years of speaking to crowds, I've learned five main tricks that help me walk on stage with confidence and make sure my message sticks. I've been repeatedly asked back by event organizers, spoken at workshops about these tricks, and coached individuals on putting these techniques into their talks to give them confidence before a nerve-wracking presentation. So whether you're speaking on a big stage or on camera or on a podcast or around the dinner table, the Make Speaking Magical video course will give you everything you need to speak with confidence and transform your audience. And right now, I'm giving away two modules of the seven module course for free so that you can learn to connect with your audience and then really put all this into motion to make your speaking magical. Go ahead, get two modules of the course for free right now just by going to my website alexstreet.ca you can find it there or find the link on my bio in my instagram hurry though because this is only going to be available for a limited time so so this is fascinating when did you two meet each other okay so this was not a Grey's anatomy moment i was <laughs> not willing and impatient banging on their chest and giving her a report and she did you know and all of a sudden the patient dies like we're locked eyes this did that did not happen thank god <laughs> whatsoever okay let's get that out of the way right yeah good <laughs> no cliche not at all right um if you want my version i'll say my version the my version, version yeah this is the this is the this is the true fast version so i had <laughs> <laughs> the eyes, the eye roll could be heard through the microphone. Just happened. Okay. So I, my my cousin and I were like brothers. Like his his dad and my dad grew up since they were like zero. So naturally, we grew up like that, you know. So not only you know do I have siblings, but I also have like that couple of extended cousins right. that are just like right, right there. So anyway, we were having like the most epic summer. I had just moved back from Iraq. I was right before this was right before I was going to move or, you know, like really go for my professional firefighting career. And I had an awesome little apartment to myself, you know, and she got invited over by my cousin, you know, and she walked in the door and she kind of looked around. And the first question she asked was, Hey, where's your roommate? So I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, ding, check. Right. The second one was like, wow, it's really clean around here. It's like, yes, already <laughs> to check. Right. <laughs> And then three, 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 my cousin, right? So here's, here's, a, I had a couch, then a love seat, right? Her, my cousin and her are sitting on the love seat and I was sitting on the couch and this was the conversation the whole way. Like, I don't know where he went. It's only a two, it's only one bedroom, but he disappeared into he like the basement. sunk back into <laughs> the just, couch cushions hey. like a nickel. Yeah. Like, I'm going to yeah, find yeah. later. hundred <laughs> percent. Right. It's like those commercials, right? Where they just like get sucked through the couch yeah. and they just kind of peek out. Yeah. It was, it was that. So she came over, right? And it was just like, hey, this, you know, it's, it was a great conversation. Cool. Nice. High five. Great to meet you. But here's the crazy part, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. The crazy part is, is we ran in the same circles in high school and never actually met. She knew all of my friends. I knew all of her friends. She was in my house, like in high school. Like it was, you know what I'm saying? Like it so was, the weird. dynamic was crazy, right? <laughs> The dynamic was crazy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, finally, you know, in our late 20s, you know, mid 20s, yeah. it was just like, hey, <laughs> I 
I've heard of you, you know? She's like, I've seen your picture at your parents' house. I was like, that's creepy. Really? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've watched that, you from you know, afar. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and that's how that, that's that's how we initially met, you know? And, and so I'm like, this is the thing. It, I could... If I was writing this story, a firefighter yeah. and a nurse get married. Like, yeah, it was yeah. Like, what do you connect on? Well, we connect on our experiences. We connect on our, yeah, our desire to help other people. Or did you no, connect no, on no, something no, else? No, no, no. We connected no. on our love. We connected on life. Of traveling. Yeah, we connected on life, you know? Of just right. hanging out and having a good yeah. time. Of going to the beach yeah. on our days off. Like, we, were, we weren't focused. So, so check this out. She was already a nurse for five years. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So she's looking at me like she's already in pit, you know. She's looking at me like, all right, when are you gonna get your career together? <laughs> you know. And you said you said you come back from Iraq, so you were in the you were in the military. Yeah, at that point. yeah, yeah. And that was actually I was in Iraq after the military, so I was you know just private duty. Yeah, just being a guy who wanted to do one more thing before I settled down. Honestly, because I was you know I I did I did ten years worth of life by myself, right? Yeah, okay. And then we met. So I was just kind of like I finally got like all of that out of my system, you know. And then we turned around and we met and it was just like, hey, it's like, hey, right? <laughs> so Everything we honestly, connects. Okay. yeah, we connected on, it wasn't on our days that we were working. It was like, oh my gosh, like we have tomorrow off. What are we going to do together? Uh-huh. So, yeah. and so, okay, let's go in. Is that an experience? I mean, as you say, you're like, yeah, I wasn't a firefighter yet. But as you go forward, you're like, this is what yeah. I want to do and who I want to be. And even as through the marriage, as it's, as it's gone yeah. and grown, um, is it you come home from yeah. your shift and yeah. I want to talk about anything but I ju- what I just experienced? Yeah, you know that was a lot of it. That was most. That was most days. Most days yeah. we never shared. We never swapped stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there were some inevitable days that the story needed to be shared because nobody else in our circle could understand yeah. unless yeah, they were our coworker. Yeah. yeah, she could get it. She understood. Yeah. So it was an easy conversation, you know, yeah. and then I got it with her, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, for us, like, I remember she was working in the pediatric ICU and children's hospital in Los Angeles, okay? like just top of the yeah. line. Yeah. And I visited her one time and I was like, never again, you know, even though I was in <laughs> like that, you would think I was like in that career field, you know, kind of in that, you know, same circle. But I was just like, it's just a completely different dynamic. Because but she still because understood kids specifically, like what? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. I took care of anywhere from you know almost newborn babies up to eighteen, sometimes plus. If they had a pediatric type of disease yeah. process, it was trauma, it was cancer, it was transplants, it was everything in between. And um, I saw a lot and I dealt with a lot. And so, yeah. in that experience, when it came to like especially trauma stuff, we definitely could connect and share. Yeah. Yeah. that commonality of experience of emotion if we had to yeah because it was yeah. Yeah. it was more of like this is what i'm feeling mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. necessarily like this is you know this is what happened you know right. what i mean like it, it okay was more of i this, so about- know what you mean and i'm so that is so key so yeah. important to this yeah. whole thing and i think the way that you guys even tell your story and in, in, like in the book and everything it's what's so important in storytelling, in using yeah. stories to connect, is exactly what you just said, Shannon. Is it's it's about how I felt, yeah. not so much about what happened. 
Yes. And if you can talk, like, this is the desire. This is why we connect to people. This is why you two connect. This is what what you would connect on. I think it's just so beautiful. And it's bang on with, like, the science of storytelling and why it stands out. Is if you can identify and clarify the emotion, then it actually brings us together far more than simply telling the details of, like, you wouldn't believe what I saw today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's, that's a wow factor. You're like, what, Whoa, what did you experience? And, and the, <laughs> what did you experience? And the, like, yeah. what's the craziest fire you ever went to? Like, oh, I, hate I can those be questions. like that. Exactly. <laughs> I hate those because questions. you are sitting here going like, do you understand what, like what we, what we think? You're like, yes, I'm busting through a wall and it's cool, but I'm doing it because my heart is driving me forward to save a life. Literally. Like that's the feeling. Yeah. You want to talk literally. about that feeling, but people, yeah. People are like they don't. They don't equate that. Yeah, or they're afraid to go there. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So, so for you two to connect with each other on that level and recognize that that we connected over the feelings of our experiences, yeah. I think is what has set you up so well now to connect yeah. with the world in yeah. these feelings. Again, you're not talking about okay when you're doing this or you're doing this or you're doing this. You're like when you're feeling this, yes. we get you. Yeah. And I think that brings up a good point there during that dip Shannon experience, that level of communication was totally cut off. There was like this wall that had built up over time. And so that ability to connect and stay connected was lost. And so, so what is that? Where, where was that? Like, like when does that comes up in the story now? I guess I'm yeah. assuming we haven't really yeah. dove, in, dove into that yet, but let's yeah. can we dive in? Yeah, let's go. I I, I always I equated to life was awesome until it wasn't mm-hmm. right. Like it literally that fast, mm-hmm. you know. And once again, like we look great on paper, Amazing. right? We look unbelievable on paper. We we <laughs> like we look really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like I put it in front of you know, I'm I'm a professional firefighter. She's a you know, she's a career nurse, right? Did I say that right? No, it's a career. It's firefighter. a career firefighter, professional nurse. She hates my I have a license. It's right? you're a professional. You have a it's, it's like there and there. I, sometimes yeah. I do it on yeah. purpose, but under that, you know. So anyway, yeah. so we had, you know, so we've got our full blown careers. You know, yeah. we've got two beautiful kids. We just bought our, you know, we were a couple of years into our brand new house. Within all of this, we decided, hey, let's go build a business. You know what I mean? Inside all of this, so we went, wound up building a business and in 30 months, you know, grew it to multiple millions and then sold it for, you know, a crazy amount of money. A good profit. Yeah. And, and all while he's going to school full time, all while I'm going to school full time for my degree, working full time, <laughs> I'm working full time and Why our not? kids were toddlers. Right. How many years <laughs> ago was this? <laughs> this is, uh, let me see. Oh, we, five, yeah. five years ago. Well, if we're in the middle of it all, it's about three or four because think about it. Cause we sold it in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So about three, three or four years. So this is what's, again, so interesting with the way that you're telling this story now. Yeah. You're, each of the things that you just listed off in that 42 seconds was a significant life, like, uh, moment. <laughs> yeah. We have our, we had two kids, uh, we started a business over 30 yeah. months, sold it for a million. Like, any of those could be the story. Yeah. But you're, you're just flinging them off like it's it's nothing because you're getting to something else and i just think that's so interesting that we can look at these moments as 
this is it. This is the defining, this is going to be so big. How does this change right. our family? And then here you are, you're like, and then. Yeah. So right? you check off, you check off these boxes, right? And that's where I go back to, if you're not in a good head space, <clears throat> if your mental wellness is lacking, you can, how do you enjoy that? So you don't even hear us celebrate that. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's cool. Right. And we only right. give it a couple seconds of attention because we're not yeah. really looking for the accolades because that really wasn't it for us. What was it for us was reconnecting. That was it. Yeah. And so in that process of Shannon being angry all the time, disengaged with the family and friends that he used to be super tight, <clears throat> not wanting to go anywhere at any yeah. time for any reason, always like every social engagement or any engagement alone was a drink in the hand. Yeah. Um, always being tired. And these are like the signs and symptoms of what he was dealing with, but I didn't have a name for it and neither did he. And then there came a point where he realized and recognized he needed help and said, Hey, I have to talk to you. So How, I was like, what was right. that? How does that happen? What, what uh, you know, a point where you realize yeah. that what brings you to that point? It was a, it was a point for me where I, you know, I just, I just had to come with, I had to come to grips with myself, like where my mind and my body were just completely disconnected, you know? And is there a moment like this is, I want to oh, get yeah. as specific as you can. Like, was it like yeah. I'm standing on the beach and, and realize something is it I'm, I'm on the floor in the bathroom. Like where I'll tell you what it is. It started with a purple stroller. Okay. And our, our daughter, Nina, my parents, my mom's That's a chapter title right there. That's yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the purple stroller okay and it's actually i have this in the book so it was one one morning i came home i think i was on like a 72 hour shift so i didn't get any sleep you know um steph went to work so it's kind of like we were in we were there's we were in that high five moment mm -hmm. you know yeah, Two shifts right. mom was busy so she didn't have the kids so it was me okay so i come home start off good you know everything's well like the kids are like what three two and three something mm -hmm. like that Right. Little. Yeah. They're, they're younger. Um, and so Steph leaves and I'm like, all right, sweet. I got the kids. Okay. Made them breakfast. You know, we're having a good time. Music's on, you know, just enjoying, enjoying the morning. And then for whatever reason, and you can attest to this, kids are just being kids, right? We have a million toys and they're all standing in front of them <laughs> and they both want the one <laughs> and they both wanted the stroller. It's Nina Stroller, but Shan loves pushing it. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, you know, so they're just they're just going back and forth. She's got the handle, he's got the front. I mean, these are they're they're babies almost, you know, they're just just back and forth, back and forth. And I'm letting it go, and I'm letting it go, and I'm trying to tune it out, and I'm letting it go. And then their voice escalated just enough. And then that's when I just completely snapped. And I went, I went over there and I snatched the stroller out of their hand and I put it over my head three times, just bam, as hard as I can, bam, bam. And I threw it across the room and I looked at him and I just said, there, now nobody gets to play with it. I get the top of my voice. Right. And I looked at their faces together and it was just pure fear. Mm -hmm. And that I'm just, I'm, I'm breathing over them and I'm just like, you know, I'm just like that just monster on top of them, you know? And two seconds, you know, it felt like an eternity. Two, five seconds later, I realized it. 
And I walked into the room and I closed the door. And I mean, at this point, they're screaming at the top of their lungs. Walked in our room, I closed the door and I sat on our chair and I just freaking bawled, bro. Mm -hmm. I just lost it. Shan's not a crier. So I I almost didn't even believe him when he said that to me later much much later yeah did it come like later at the end at the end of your shift you come home and you hear the story or was this days later that stephanie she didn't know until i wrote the book years later she didn't know that story and i'm gonna tell you right now because more than anything it was embarrassing you know Mm -hmm. and i mean she asked right because at the time you know i mean our kids are you know unbelievably smart but nina and shannon couldn't connect daddy breaking the stroller so the story was never told, okay? So I just basically told her something happened. You know, I tried to get it figured out and it's not working right. So you know what I mean? So I, dude, yeah. I held a lot about a stroller because of the embarrassment for a while. Like I'm talking yeah. about a couple of years. And then it well, was And this, like is the, this is what's later. so fascinating about that. Just, I want to hear yeah. that in just a second. But there's this, like, you, as you say that you caused fear in in your kids lives but like for years you have been somebody that like is trying to distill fear like you're you're going into scary situations and trying to pull other people out of it yeah yeah right and in this one you're the like you're the fire you're the cause 100 (laughs) percent. shoot and so the signs are there like the kids didn't want to be around him so like i didn't know that story but i knew that if i took the kids out for the day because he didn't want to go with us um, and we were on our way home. They would ask his daddy home. And if they asked if daddy was home and I said, yes, they like cried. That broke my heart. Yeah. It was Does that, that, I mean, red flags start showing up. Like what? Huge. Like, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> it was mounting and, you know, I would ask him, are you okay? And I would check in like a light check in, but then there would be these little things that would cause him to, you know, start a fight with me. So that caused this wall to build up. So it was almost mm-hmm. like, I don't even want to know. Like, I'm sure he's tired or he needs to get a paper done or whatever. And I just stopped asking and I just kept doing. So I Mm. did what I needed to do for me and the kids and I let him do his thing. But when he recognized he needed help and stopped and asked me for it, it changed everything for me. And that's when I knew I recognized I needed to intervene. I needed to seek out help on his behalf because he wasn't going to be able to do it. And I needed to start learning how to communicate with him in a way that he felt heard so that he didn't get defensive with me because I think that's what was happening. And so I would be mad. I'd be upset that he wouldn't hear me out and he would just need to share his side of the story all the time. And I figured out that if I heard him and I made him comfortable enough to trust me, then we could start having dialogue again. And that's exactly what happened over the course of probably I'd say the next six months after he said I need help. It's amazing how I've talked about this before, kind of like how the dip turns into the climax. Yeah. You know, yeah. The dip in the story. You look at this as like the worst. This is yeah. the hardest. Yeah. How were you, we ever going to get through this? And if you just flip that upside down, then you realize that's actually the this point where it starts. That's the top of the, <laughs> that's the top of the arc, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. then we go through that to get to where we are now. Yeah. Where closer than ever mm-hmm. open, authentic, and not only helping ourselves and our marriage here, but yeah. more importantly, 
turning this energy outward to help others go through this experiencing post-traumatic stress uh, disorder and, and, and really reach their best self. Yeah. And it's, it's funny too, because, you know, just three, four short years ago, like people would, you know, and I mean, I'm not saying it's a brag, but you know, people would have killed for our position, you know, on paper. Right. Mm -hmm. But all of the things that we, all of the things that we didn't have then were the intangibles, right? Like just to have a fun date night, you know, just mm-hmm. to have a great conversation, just to sit on the couch and watch Game of Thrones <laughs> and Got not nice, being easy show. Just you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a just a nice lighthearted something light. <laughs> something easy you know (laughs) just to have that and not feel like you can cut the tension with the machete you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like the intangible things were the things that we didn't have before and we have now Mm. and you can't take that from us and then the intangible you know and then the tangible things you know the money and this and all that other stuff it's like you know, that's coming back again. Right. But I would 10 times much rather be right here. <laughs> yeah. Because the foundation is so much more solid. And it's not like we didn't have a solid foundation. We had an unbelievable foundation. It was just what came was like a freaking hurricane that we were not prepared for. Right. Um, we're going we're gonna to kind of land the plane here and wrap wrap yeah. up the story as it, as it is. Um, yeah. But one thing jumps out to me here, and I think, Stephanie, you were kind of like, I needed to create a safe space. I need to be somebody. I need to build that trust mm-hmm. so that he could hear. And and what we were talking about earlier is what you guys meet on or talk about was the feelings, right? The mm-hmm. fe- Not yeah. what happened, but the feelings. And and so as Shannon's going through this and Stephanie, you're like, I don't like I don't know what he's going through, but he, he's going through there's something in there where correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you aren't meeting, you don't understand. You didn't feel like you were feeling the same things then. Right. Am I right? And so it was this effort of, again, trying to now actually like really empathize with each other's feelings that maybe you weren't naturally feeling. Is that right? I could take me out of the situation. And that was really a pivotal moment for me and mm. being able to process and move forward. It was no longer about, because in your mind, you can tell yourself a story. If you don't have the full picture in front of you, you can start filling in the gaps with these lies. For sure. And so it was like, maybe he's not a family man. Maybe he doesn't mm. love having kids. Maybe he doesn't love me anymore. Maybe, 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 maybe. And <clears throat> I'm, I'm just thinking these things and not saying them out loud because I think there's a lot of power in the tongue, right? And certain things you bring out, maybe they become true or maybe you make it happen some way or another. So I'm not saying these things out loud, but I'm thinking it. At that moment that I recognized this wasn't about me, it was about Shannon and what he's going through and it has nothing to do with me. I need to help him get on this path to wellness. Um, That's when... I could show up and not personalize the arguments anymore. Like the dirty dishes in the sink from breakfast that are still there at lunch. And he's upset about it. Like I just didn't get offended. I was like, it's what it is. 
Right. We'll talk about what's really going on in a minute. So it, it allowed me to stop um, engaging in those little bickering and mm. arguments that would turn into bigger fights and start really engaging with where he was at and how I could help. I mean, you got to be honest, too, like, like we were legitimately, even though we didn't use the word divorce, like, dude, there was a, there was a point in time where I, I had like one piece of clarity in my mind and I told her, I told her flat out, I just like stopped her right in the middle, you know, she was walking in the room or something. And I told her, I said, listen, if you leave me, I will not blame you. And I just kept walking, you know? And I was like, all right, there you go. Yeah. It's on you now. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have. Because we were literally like, it was like one foot out of the door, the other foot out of the banana bed. Every single day. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, like as, as much as we love hard, dude, we fight hard. <laughs> I mean, these were full-blown dragons in the sky you know what i'm saying giants coming out pulling down the wall. like it was a battle right my army versus yours we're going you're really into game of thrones aren't you <laughs> my army against yours we're going yeah you know like it wasn't just like oh he's not feeling good <laughs> no dude it was bad for years yeah and i i'm glad you brought that up because people probably could see around us like things weren't great but they really had no idea they didn't understand the story like, they really mm -hmm. had no idea what was going on at home and that goes back into communication because we still wanted to hey we got to get this figured out we're not going to drag a bunch of people in our mess yeah we didn't we didn't bring a bunch of people but in we gotta we gotta do something but i feel like that's where we we come in now current you know yeah. with landing the plane is it's important to recognize where your resources are at yeah. because sometimes family and friends aren't your best ally in sharing something no. this deep No. and you kind of need to go with somebody who has that experience over the book smarts mm -hmm. to help you get through this kind of situation. Yeah. Somebody who's going to be unbiased, somebody who's going to give you good tools and not steer you away from each other, but steer mm -hmm. you towards each other. It's not a and therapy session. It's yeah. literally just like, let's tell you what we did. We're not, we're yeah. not therapists. We're not licensed <laughs> therapists. But what we are is experienced in going through the worst of communication yeah. and marriage and mental illness and, yeah. and navigating mental wellness. And yeah. It doesn't mean that PTSD is gone or depression is totally gone or anxiety is totally gone, but it means that we have received some tools and really implement and use them on a daily basis now. And I say we, because I'm Shannon's wife. So if he's going through it. I'm on the recipient end of whatever he's projecting out. Mm -hmm. I recognize earlier what's happening. I'm, I'm recognizing triggers now and I have the tools to help kind of steer the ship back to course yeah. on a daily basis. And we do this every day and, and some days start out super awesome and they end super awesome. And some days start out kind of sucky and we change course and they end great or vice versa. And so, yeah. but it's, it's a daily thing that we do together. So if there's, so you guys have that partnership and that's phenomenal. And if somebody comes, comes to you and, and they don't have a partner in that sort of context to do that with you to get to become that person for them that starts to recognize the signs oh, yeah. or yes. be yes. that, or you have a couple come to you and then you get to teach them, okay, when, when this happens, that means this. And then they mm -hmm. create that. Yeah. Um, and again, I just think there's so much. So the reason we go into this whole story and ask about the 
who were you before and all of that, it all feeds yeah. together. It all to me becomes so clear that you were these people who knew you were going to help others. You had this big, Shannon had this massive community of support and love and, and friendship yeah. and kindness growing up. And then you both go into these fields where you're like, we're going to, we're going to help people. What do you mean? Of yeah. course. But also <laughs> we're going to experience everything that life has together. So we are you two yeah. from the beginning all yeah. the way through and in this marriage, you've been the ones who help others and ex and want to experience it all. So yeah. of course you have experienced it all, like yeah. all of it. You don't yeah. just get the sunshine. You got to get the nighttime. Right? You know what I mean? Oh, like you, yeah. you, yeah. all of it already yeah. in your yeah. life and marriage. Yeah. And, um, and there's this shift that happened again. So, so here we are helping others, helping others, helping others, even and and it trying to experience. And then, as I say, you you have that purple stroller moment. Yep. You have that moment where all of a sudden, I'm not helping. Yeah, yeah. I'm not helping here anymore. Yeah. And when when you realize that, yeah. now it's actually, what did you have to do? And, and Stephanie said it when he asked for help. Yeah that's when everything changed. So now there's this, I'm helping, we're helping other people, yep, but then yep. you start to ask for help, you receive it, and yep. now you're equipped to go and help others. And it's this beautiful 100%. story of from helping others to helping ourselves. Yeah, uh -huh. back to helping others. So again. we can help others. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I just think that there's so many people out there that need to hear this that are consistently putting every ounce of energy they have out into the world because they think that, Oh, I'm here for a mission. I've got to do this thing. I'm here to help others, but you're burning yourself down to, to the, the ground, down to the nub. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, it's very humbling. Show up. It's yeah. very humbling. And I think it's a good reminder of yeah. like life is imperfect and it doesn't have to be, but you can still make it great every day and you have an opportunity and you have a choice in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to stay stuck, that's your choice and that's perfectly fine. And that's up to you. But do you want to stay miserable? You don't have to suffer. You don't have to suffer. We're yeah. here to compress time frames and get that yeah. suffering down to the most minimal amount of time and help you maximize your joy. We, we want others to experience what they want to experience. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's just going back to like, yeah, at the same time, you can't measure trauma. Like Steph was saying earlier, you mm -hmm. can't measure success either. You know, mm. at all. Like your success yeah. is what you want it to be. Yeah. So we're here to help you get to where you want to be, not where yeah. we think you should be. Right. You know, it's not like, about us. Yeah. It's not about us at all. It's just like, hey, listen, these are just basic foundational principles and tools that you can use every single day and compress your time frames and let's see where you're going to be here, you know? And this is what I love you like the way that you you frame this and you know it's it PTSD is is yeah. kind of the that's the the baseline you know going through this story is like that's yeah. the, the the hum note that that's always there yeah, it's always there it has been there but you're like but for you and and you know the book says this PTSD is is pushing towards success daily the way that you're yeah. going in this and I just love that mantra I love that encouragement and that really clear um line of what you do and how you help and and so I'm celebrating. I love it. I'm so thankful for you sharing your story and doing exactly, you know, we started talking about Tim at the beginning of this and how you're done talking with him. When he's done talking, you feel like you could run through a brick wall. Why? Because yeah. he painted a really clear picture of how he or other people yeah. have done that. 
Yeah. And that's exactly what you just did for us today was paint a really clear yeah. picture of when you find yourself here, it's possible to get here. Yeah. And if you need help with that, yeah. call us. We're here. Get in yeah. touch with us. <laughs> so so and here's the invitation, right? So when somebody feels like they are just going through their life and they're they're burning down to the ground, um, they know they know it's just a, a matter of time um because they're just consistently pouring out their energy and helping others. Um mm -hmm. And they know that it's time to help themselves. How how can they connect with you? What's the best way to find you and start that conversation? So we've got um, our social media page. Our yeah, Instagram our media page, page is um, Shan uh, Shannon and Stephanie. Yeah, so it's just like that, just spelled out. Shannon and Stephanie, and Stephanie's yeah. with a PH on Instagram. Um, they could email Shannon Shannon yeah. at ptsd.com. S H A no, no ptsd.academy. That academy, sorry. Yeah, that academy. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a full-blown thing, Alex. Like, this is, you know what I mean? Like, this is... And if yeah. they want yeah. to reach out to the resources that we have available to them and get that in our, their hands mm -hmm. immediately, mm -hmm. um, our book and our e-course are available right now on ptsd.academy. Great. ptsd.academy. So yeah. they can go online. You can find us on Target's uh, bookstore. You can find Amazon. us at Amazon's bookstore. Yeah. And a number of other places. So brilliant. Yeah. I love it. We're excited, brother. Thank you. Thank for you for yes. having us. This is awesome. This is great. Um, yes. Thank you for the the authenticity. I would expect nothing less. Um, considering <laughs> it's already out there written and written in the book. And so yeah. um yeah, yeah, if you're listening to this, obviously you're gonna go and get the book right now. So you can really dive into all the details of all this story. And if um if you feel like in any way uh, you need help, then don't wait and, and reach out to these two right now. And they will yeah. either help you immediately or help you find the resources that you need. And, right. uh, this is, it's just so, I'm just so grateful to have you here, to have your yeah. story be shared and have you doing the work that you're doing right now. So thank, thank you. you. We are your, we are your mental wellness tour guides. We are. That's what we are. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. All right, thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.